On this episode of My Creative Classroom, I have the opportunity to chat with David Whelan, who is the CEO of VR Education, which offers immersive learning opportunities to everyone around the world. The platform Engage can be used with a VR headset or a PC and allows you to interact with others who are sharing the same space. It provides pre-created spaces that immerse you in your environment and allows you to manipulate anything that's there. Feel like going to the White House? Want to visit the space shuttle or even learn about taking apart a car? You can simply put on your VR headset, download the environment, and away you go. If you're wondering about how to create your avatar, well, David talks us through the process that Engage takes to make sure the avatar is as accurate as you want it to be, or even becoming someone else like Einstein or a rock star. We give a sneak peek of what the Atlantic Education Summit conference space will look like, so stick around and welcome to My Creative Classroom, the conference edition. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special conference edition of My Creative Classroom. Today I'm excited to have on the show David Whelan, who is the CEO of VR Education, which is the company behind the amazing VR experience at this year's Atlantic Education Summit, which takes place on June 23rd to June 26th. David, thank you so much for joining me on the show. No problem. It's good to talk to you, Brian. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, David, and what your role is with the company. Yeah, so I am the CEO of VR Education, and we are the company behind the Engage platform. The Engage platform was designed primarily as a distance learning and communications tool, but right now, actually, we're seeing a lot of traction in the events uh, space. So what the platform actually is, it's a virtual reality university. So when you put on a headset and you log into the system, there's a virtual version of you inside a virtual classroom. And it looks exactly like you. So when you set up your avatar, which is the digital person, you take a selfie of your face and our system will build an avatar based on that selfie. So it looks exactly like you. And because it is VR, you're being tracked. So your head movement is being tracked and your hands are being tracked. So when you move in the real world, that's translated onto your avatar in the virtual world. And it's like being in a real classroom. So you can draw on our virtual whiteboard, you can do PowerPoint presentations, you can walk up to people and shake their hand, and you can be joined by up to 50 people in the same virtual room at the same time from all over the world. So you could be a teacher in Canada and you're teaching classmates from China or Ireland, and it's like you're all in the same room. And because it is virtual reality, why even hold it in a classroom? So if you want to teach marine biology, why not teach that on the seabed and have a whale swim through the center of the class? And these are some of the fantastic things that we can do in VR. And really what we were trying to address is um, certainly the homeschool market where you have a lot of very bright, very talented kids at home who are being homeschooled and getting a great education, but they don't really have that peer uh, support structure where they make connections with people of their own age sometimes, you know, and they feel a little bit isolated. So we thought it'd be fantastic to translate that into a virtual space where they can meet real people and interact. And there's a very, very special book called Ready Player One, which I highly recommend. And um, the movie is great, but the book is even better because the first 30% of the book is all about education in the future in virtual reality. And pretty much we built the education system from that book. And that sounds fantastic. The opportunity to engage in, um, you know, like marine biology or, or even space, uh, you know, a astronauts, or if you want to visit different areas of the world, you certainly can do that. So it, somebody who's who's taking part in this for the first time and you've created your avatar, do you, is it like downloading this platform? Do you download these 
um, lessons or these worlds, and then you can just engage in them and take part? Yeah, so the platform, um, the way it works is you do download a core application onto your computer or onto your VR headset, kind of like downloading Zoom for all the world. And then when you go in, it's a very small application. It's about 200 megabytes. And when you go into the virtual space, there's a, a public index. And the public index has lessons from creators all over the world. And we actually have a full lecture series from Oxford University and um, from the professors themselves. So if you want to get a lecture from an Oxford University professor, you can go into the public index. You can click on the one that um, you wish to view, and it will download that to your down to your um, headset immediately. So it's on-demand service. It's a very, very similar system to say YouTube. So when you go onto YouTube and you're looking for educational lessons, you just do a search term, you find a lesson that you want, and you stream it in. It's the very same process. That's fantastic. So this free database of these lessons and these tools that somebody can use, and let's say someone doesn't have a VR headset, are they still able to? take part in this virtual reality just through a PC or a Mac or whatever they might have at home? Yeah, they can download it onto a standard um, PC. Mac support is coming quite soon, but in the next few weeks, we will have a mobile phone version of Engage where you can join simply on your phone or tablet. And again, it's just a small application download. One of the, the, the core, uh, one of the core features of the platform that makes it very easy to create content is our recording system. So if you're a really talented educator and you're very good at presenting, you can click record on the system and engage will record everything you do and say. It'll also record all your avatar's movements and any objects that you bring into the environment. So a 20 minute lecture literally just takes 20 minutes to produce on the platform. And then you can replay that over again as if it's happening live. You can even walk around yourself as you're presenting. And if you're happy with your performance, you can publish that on the platform. Now, up until this point, if you wanted to create any immersive uh, content, you would have had to go to a content production team. You'd spend many thousands of dollars, 50, 100 grand quite easily to get anything uh, made. Whereas on the Engage platform, we're providing educators with the tools to create and share their own content. We're really trying to turn educators into rock stars. So when I was growing up, um, when I went to school in Ireland, I'm dyslexic and I'm really good at some subjects, but I'm very poor at other subjects. And it's not because my educators were poor educators. It's just I responded a lot better to some of my educators because they were a very visual um, teaching method that they were using. Now, I was stuck with the educators that were in my class, whereas what we're hoping in the future is that you can tailor your education. So you could do physics in MIT in the morning and then English literature in Oxford University in the afternoon. So you can tailor the education to your needs at a fraction of the cost as well, because really education in many, many countries is now becoming the pursuit of the wealthy, where middle income and lower income families simply don't have access to these great educators, whereas we're hoping to provide that in a virtual space. And that on-demand learning and that ability to travel from one, let's say, Oxford University to McGill here in Canada, you know, is such a great feature because to your point, sometimes, you know, I have the person in front of me, that's who's teaching me, but sometimes it's nice to experience someone else's way of teaching that same material. And that sometimes is what can kind of spark that understanding. So is there a cost to other than, you know, purchasing a VR headset to downloading the platform and then using it? Is there a monthly subscription that a user would have to do in order for, for me to, to be able to take part in this if I wanted to keep it going uh, for longer term? Yeah, so you can download the platform for free and you get one month free trial where you have access to all the features. And then after that, it's $5 a month per user on the platform. And that this is for single educators and users who want to go in and use the system. Now, we do have a system for educators where if they want to buy bulk accounts, depending on the quantity that they want, they will get a discount as well. And we can also have branded locations. So you, when, when you go into these 
virtual classrooms and conference centers, the branding can be associated with your account and it can also be on private hosting as well. So there's a wide range of different ways that the platform can be tailored, not just to education, K-12 and university education, but also corporate training as well. If you want to provide your staff with detailed training or even simulated training, and we have done uh, quite a bit of medical training on the platform as well in the past. And that's a fair cost for being able to experience this vast variety, if you will, this library of learning and, and experience in VR. And and for someone who hasn't really experienced VR before, it's not just, you know, me being in a new area, it's also being able to manipulate things, right? So if they're in, using the Engage platform, I'm able to take apart, let's say a car if I wanted to, correct? Yeah, you can. And you can even uh, create tasks for your groups as well. So not only can Engage record everything you do and say, it can also record all the students as well. So let's say you give you have 50 students in a class and you break them up into groups of 10, you can send 10 of the, the children off to build maybe a bridge with a bid, bridge building kit and see how they get on. And you can record everything that happens in the session. And then you can replay that over again with the kids with you. And you can say, well, here you go. This is how you work as a team. Is there any ways that we could maybe make this better and actually have the kids themselves criticize themselves? Because one of the, the hardest things for anybody, especially homeschool children, is that when they go out to the workforce and they have to work with teams, it's probably the first time they've ever been criticized about anything and they really withdraw. Whereas when they can look at themselves and see how they interact with other people in the team, really then they can go, okay, they're, they're their own best critic. They can go, I really should have worked a little bit better. I should have been more attentive here. Let them learn by looking at themselves. That's probably the best way they can teach themselves how to do these tasks better. We're just there for guidance really as educators. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're facilitators in the room and this opportunity shows you, you know, and that's this eagle eye view is perspective of, of what you're doing in a classroom to, to reflect on what you're doing, uh, provide such great feedback, not only for self-reflection, but also for the educator to provide that feedback to the students as you look back. Um, and you mentioned creating your avatar and, and, and we reflected on Ready Player One, which I, I think is a great book. It's a great movie. Um, but we also know that in Ready Player One, I can create an avatar that doesn't reflect who I am. Um, in the real world, is that something as well, like an engage in your platform that let's say I don't want to take this selfie and create this view of mine. Maybe I want more hair on my head. Can I do that in, in, in your platform? Yeah, you can. And you can even get photographs of famous people and use those as your avatars. So as an example, we could put you in a virtual White House and you could get some of the presidents of the past and you can reenact some of the uh, historic moments that have happened in the past. And it's very, very simple um, to do that. And it's a great way of learning history. We also have a, a stage, a theater stage, where anybody can go on and you can do Shakespeare plays from people with all over the world. And it's, it's, it's a very, very cool platform. And you could even, I know there's a lot of um, uh, talk at the moment about the racial divide. You can actually, um, you can change, you can make plays and you can you can kind of see things from other people's perspectives. Like there has been applications as well where people with disabilities They've created VR experiences where you actually have that disability in VR and you can see what it's like to be in a wheelchair or you can see what it's like to have MS. So really it's to see the world through the eyes of others. It's a great way of communicating those types of tasks and those types of learnings to kids especially. It takes that statement from, you know, walking somebody else's shoes uh, to to reality and in the sense of let's see it through somebody else's eyes um, in, in, in this virtual reality form. And you mentioned being able to take... Um, stages or areas and really making them specific to an area. And let's go back to the Atlantic Education Summit. And I believe that you guys have created this very beautiful space 
specific to the Atlantic Education Summit. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so the stage is out on a rock in the middle of a, a harbour and uh, there's a, a staging area and there's a seating area as well. And the great thing about a virtual uh, a virtual event is that unlike video events, when you go to a video-based event, you're just watching the keynote speaker and you're not communicating with anybody else in the space. Now, the unique thing about virtual reality is somebody can be presenting on stage and you can lean over and whisper in the ear of the person next to you without disturbing anybody else. And then when you have social times inside the event, you can walk around the hallways or walk around into different areas and just have those little private conversations with two or three people. And this is why people attend events. They don't really, they do attend events to watch keynote talks and see some of the stands. But 80% of the business is those connections where you're walking around and you bump into somebody by chance, you have a conversation and you go, oh, actually, that's quite interesting. Maybe we can help each other out. And that's really what the, the, what the core value of events is. And that's something that we can provide in a virtual event that very many video-based platforms cannot. And that's exactly right. You don't, you know, especially in in the in the pandemic that we are in now, which is a lot of conferences have gone virtual in the sense that you're they're using different platforms, whether it's WebEx or Zoom or or Teams, to do this kind of face to face webinar. But to your exact point, a lot of the people who attend conferences are looking for that networking, that ability to to chat on the side and say, hey, what did what did you guys use the same thing in your school or in your classroom? And it seems like Engage is providing that exact opportunity here at the Atlantic Education Summit for educators who are attending to experience that. And can you tell us a little bit about, now I'm, I'm curious about this whole whispering. How would I, you and I, David, are, are in this conference center and someone's giving a keynote. How do you and I whisper or, or chat with each other just on the side? It's the same as real life. So we have 3D spatial audio. So as you're talking inside the virtual space, your voice will only project a certain amount and as you get further and further away from somebody, you'll get quieter and quieter. And because it is spatial audio, if you're standing behind somebody, it sounds like they're right behind you. So it's very, very same as real life. And it's it's very natural. If you want to walk up and tap somebody on the shoulder, you can do that. And as you tap them on the shoulder, there'll be a little vibration in the controller, the handset. So it's it's, it's very it's so hard to explain and even videos don't really do it justice. You know, sometimes people will watch videos and go, it looks a little bit cartoony. But when you're inside and you're standing in front of somebody and they're face to face with you, you do pay attention. And quite often where we're seeing the, 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 the downfall of video based platforms, especially for providing remote classes, if you have 30 or 40 students on a Zoom call and um, they're all trying to, to get a lesson across, what happens is a lot of them will mute themselves or even turn off the camera. They'll say that they're attentive. In virtual reality, that doesn't happen because if they have the headset and hand controllers, if they're not paying attention, if they fall asleep, their avatar falls asleep and slouches over the table. You know, you can see who's paying attention and you know if they're looking directly at you because you get that eye contact and that's just something that you just don't get on video-based platforms. And that's such a great feature, right? To see that your avatar can interact the same way that you would interact so that to your exact point, I can't just mute my my microphone and turn off my, my camera and, and pretend like I'm paying attention where, whereas my avatar really has to be engaged in this environment. If not, to your point, I'd fall asleep uh, and I would, and people would see that happening. Um, so one last question for you, David, and we talked a little bit about homeschooling and seeing that application in a homeschool environment, but knowing that education is transforming due to the current global pandemic, do you think that the public sector or even private sector of education might start looking at this style of, of learning and, and adapting VR uh, as we move forward, whether it be that we are in person full time and then this is an experience that they can have when they go at home for a flipped classroom type learning environment, or maybe there's 
full-time at-home learning if this is the new style. Do you see this fitting into that and how can schools begin adapting that model? Yeah, I don't see it fitting into it. I actually see it starting to dominate in the future. I think the future is going to be stay-at-home learning. There's massive issues uh, today with education, as I said, where really it is the pursuit of the, the wealthy at the moment and not necessarily the best and brightest get to go to university. I fully believe that there is students or kids alive today that are as bright as Einstein or any of the brightest minds that we've ever had and they're flipping burgers in Burger King somewhere because they've never had the opportunity. So really, I do see in the future where universities and colleges will specialize in different subjects and be, okay, we are the virtual engineering university. We are the AAA engineering university in a digital platform and we have the best educators that we can serve worldwide. And I think that's where education is going to be going in the future. Again, it's really turning those educators into rock stars where you have access to those educators. And one of the, the core features that we did design with the platform is projected presence, where if you want to teach a million people at the same time, like a MOOC platform, but they all feel like they're getting one-to-one -one education instead of watching a video, what we can do live is we can put that educator in a single virtual room and they're presenting just to a stock avatar. But in reality, there's a million people sitting in that seat and they all feel like they're literally two feet away from you. And that's what a great way, you know, transitioning education to what it was, to what it could be. And the Engage platform is providing that exact kind of reality that educators might be looking for and for students to be able to experience so much more than maybe the four walls of their classroom. They can go beyond that uh, and really travel the world, travel history, as you mentioned. Um, and and really, there's no limit to this. And, and you can certainly try to experience more than what you could do from a textbook or just a two-dimensional video. So David, before we head out, is there anything else that you'd like to add um, to our conversation that we haven't maybe told our listeners yet? Yeah, I, what I would say to educators is, don't be afraid of the technology. This is no way a replacement. It's just a tool the same as any other tool. It can be used for very much good. And um, if it's used in the right way, I certainly believe it can change the face of education. And really, with our projected presence system, the recording system, what I would like to see educators do in the future if they are providing full digital services is that, yes, they record maybe their standard classes so that they can say to their students, okay, try class one, two, and three. It's always available but that should give the educators themselves more direct time with their students, more one-to-one -one time, so that they can really bring those students that might be struggling a little bit up to speed. And then for the advanced students, they can give them, them more aggressive tasks to, to start learning and progress themselves a lot quicker. I know um, quite a lot in the past, it was kind of the, the ethos was uh, no student left behind, but everybody learns at different rates. And I think VR is certainly a tool where we can provide those people that want to learn faster and, and get ahead, give them the opportunity to do that, and also give those who maybe struggle a little bit more the additional time that they need to get up to speed. And that's fantastic, David. And, and once again, I, I thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, to join me on my Creative Classroom. And honestly, I look forward to seeing your avatar in that uh, Atlantic Education Summit, that new area that has been created, that conference zone. And, you know, I'll create my own avatar, put a little more hair on my head. We'll head over to that space and, and you just never know who's going to tap you on the shoulder. And I look forward to seeing everyone, all of our listeners at the Atlantic Education Summit coming up on June 23rd uh, to the 26th. And I look forward to seeing your avatar inside that learning space of Engage. Um, and don't forget, check out their, their website for more information and check out some of their videos that showcase exactly what VR and immersive education looks like uh, for educators all around the world. Once again, David, thank you so much for joining me on my creative classroom, the Atlantic Education Summit Edition. <laughs>